Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Geraldo Meglara, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Question, how many of you guys are hikers, runners, or cyclists? Well, I'm a runner myself, and one of the challenges I face is keeping my body temperature on the cool side. Well, the wait is over. I have on the show today, Mr. Ron Lakine, the CEO of ExtremeMist.com, which is a personal cooling system that can easily install into almost any hydration pack and allows the user to mist and drink from the same reservoir. Not for you fitness warriors, this one is just for you. So please help me welcome to a fit life, Mr. Ron Lakine. Hi, Ron. How are you? It's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks. <laughs> so let, let me get let me get this straight. You are a an avid hiker, and um, you came up with this great idea for a product that I think, and this is just my honest opinion, I think it's going to revolutionize um, in people who are into hiking or people who are cyclists. I mean, this is really going to hit the um, the market really well, and and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Before we, we get into the extreme mist, tell me about yourself and tell me how you got to this point in your career. Sure. So I've always been a hiker. Um, I'm not sure if I'm a hiker or a trekker. It depends on which <laughs> continent we're on, I believe. But um, I've always been doing it all my life. I, even when I was 12 years old, I was up in the Sierra Nevadas. I had a gold claim and I would go out for sometimes two, three weeks at a time. And usually with not enough food, not enough anything, and kind of have to live off the land while I was underwater gold dredging and trying to get enough money to go back in to buy enough fuel to go back for the next three weeks. <laughs> so I've been doing it since I was a kid. And then when I got a little bit older, I decided that I wanted to do a little bit more adventure and I started doing mountains. And I was going up the Himalayas a lot. Um, South America, all over the world, Pakistan, wherever, wherever I could go. And living in Arizona, um, where it's nice and hot out, I thought I was kind of a tough guy, so I could take the heat. But so in the summers and things, to get out of the heat, I'd go do Himalayas or wherever else was high altitude and freeze, usually. And then when <laughs> I'd come off those trips, after a few of those, I'd decide, yeah, let's go do some desert. And seeing it's my climate anyway, I thought I could go do pretty much anything until I found myself 500 miles into the middle of the Sahara wow. in 140 degree heat. And I realized I wasn't such a, a bad dude after all. <laughs> yeah. So what propelled you to go to this, to the Sahara? I mean, I mean, I mean you're talking to the Sahara Desert here for crying out loud. You're not just talking some little walk here, right? What propelled you to do that? because it's there, I guess I could say. But again, I, I was just coming off some cold trips and I thought, okay, let's do this. So 
being in Arizona, I trained for quite a few weeks, actually a couple months, just going out in the summer. I'd wait till two, three o'clock in the afternoon when the heat would hit its zenith, put rocks in the backpack, go up and go up our trails and hike up the mountains around here in the in the desert and it would get up to 115 degrees on some of these and again i thought okay i can handle this it's no problem found my way which was in itself a journey to timbuktu in mali in africa wow and that's where i jumped off the fabled city of timbuktu and wow. <laughs> uh which is always synonymous with the end of the uh pavement end of the end of civilization after that it really truly does go into pretty much nothing there was one village along the way and that was maybe a hundred miles in after mm -hmm. that not even a fly it was just so hot wow and again after all my training here in arizona going out in that environment was a real eye-opener oh, i can imagine as a former arizonian myself i lived in arizona two years um, I know it gets extremely hot in there. I mean, when I first landed in Arizona on the airport, tarmac was 118 degrees, and that was in the shade. <laughs> so, I remember that year. <laughs> you remember that year? Oh, my God. I mean, I, I mean, amazing the kind of heat. So where, tell me the story. Now, I've read a lot of your videos. I've seen a lot of your videos, and I've read your story. Tell me exactly the moment you came up with the idea for Extremist. This is an interesting story that I want you to tell our listeners. It, it'll really captivate the point. So go ahead. Sure. So when I left Timbuktu to go out, I was going out to these uh, ancient salt mines. Again, with mining in my background, uh, I found that kind of interesting. That was about 500 miles due north of Timbuktu. We actually followed the North Star at night. That's how we found our way. And in Timbuktu, I found a uh, camelier, they call them, mm -hmm. which is the guy who owns the camels. And he used to run the last of the caravans where they still bring back the salt in tombstone sized slabs and usually four on, on a camel, two on each side, and wow. they'd go all the way out that 500 miles and bring back through a caravan tons and tons of this hard rock salt. And the salt mines in Taudany, 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 mm -hmm. uh, used to be considered the finest salt in the world, and it would be traded pound for pound for gold a couple wow. hundred years ago. So I wanted to go do that. The, the camelier I found spoke no English. He was a Torag, mm -hmm. and that's a type of person that lives in the desert there. Mm -hmm. And so I found a kid in an internet cafe in Timbuktu, Mali, which is kind of <laughs> oh, funny, wow. who spoke some English. Uh -huh. And I talked him into going out as a translator with us. Mm. And um, he was pretty nervous because his own family told him that he was going to die in the desert. Oh, my it God. made me think about it a couple times before I went. But um, so we, uh, our little caravan of several camels and us took off. And partway through this journey, about maybe 200 miles in, after being in that 140 degrees coming off that sand every day, we'd have to sit under our, our blanket, which was our saddle for the camel, mm -hmm. our sleeping bag, and our lean-to. We'd brought sticks with us because when you get out there, you can't even find a stick to wow. make little lean-tos in the middle of the desert. And we'd have to sit in there for four to five hours a day at least mm -hmm. and just wait the sun out. Very boring business and <laughs> hot and miserable. Well, our water was coming from wells. If we missed a well, you die. 
And every, oh, wow. every several days, we'd hit a well that the French had dug 100, to, I don't know, 100, 150 years ago. They had dug all these wells out there. Right. So and it's not like your little wishing well that you see in <laughs> I'm movies. So, I'm it's, sure it's not. It's a hole in the ground and, and a lot of nasty things down in there. Oh, but boy. we'd haul our water out with the, a goat skin bucket. My camelier would make rope on the spot out of straw, mm. you know, when we, when we had it at the beginning of the journey. So he made our ropes and we'd tie a rope to one end of the camel and then to this five gallon, approximately five gallon goat skin bucket, drop it in and pull that water out. Then we'd pour it into cut off truck inner tubes. Very nasty. Wow. And those were the Gerbas, and we'd have a giant truck inner tube in half on each side of the camel, so it would balance them out. And that was our full water source. Mm-hmm. And in those black inner tubes, that would get just short of boiling in the sun all day when they were sitting there. So right. all the water I was drinking was just short of boiling. Wow. And, and it's already boiling out, so there's no refreshment at all. Wow. So partway through the trip, my camelier told me to take my bowl and set it on the sand away from my lean-to uh-huh. and put the water in it, aim it at the sun and the breeze, and the evaporation process would cool it down. Well, it made it not ice cold, but near, near ice cold. Within about 15 minutes of the evaporation process would leave behind this cold water. I'll never, ever, ever forget that first sip. That wow. was the biggest luxury that I could ever imagine in my life when I had that sip of cold water going down. And it was that aha moment right there that I thought, you know what? We have misters in Arizona. You've lived here. You've seen them on yes. all the commercial buildings and yes. homes and restaurants. And I thought, why not put one in a backpack? Aim it at my chest level mm-hmm. with the mist nozzle. Share the same bladder. Why off the bladder of the camel back or whatever pack someone's using? and get a small enough pump that's light enough to put in there and walk into an ice cold mist. And I dreamed about that. That was like a dream of an oasis in the (laughs) middle of that desert. And like most thoughts that you have, at least I do, I have a book of inventions that never get done. So after (laughs) that trip, (laughs) after surviving that trip, barely, um, (laughs) and I mean that, after surviving that trip and I got back, I, I didn't open that book for a long time. And it wasn't for several years later that I opened it up and, and kind of reconstituted that idea. And that was because I was getting a little older now, hiking up the same hills where I was putting my rocks in my backpack. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder and harder every year for me. Of course. Um, which I don't want to admit it but I will getting older. So I actually went ahead and dredged up that idea and went to work on actually putting it together and seeing if I could really make something happen. And that's that's, how your company gets started, right? And that's where I got extreme mist, extreme mist PCS, which is portable cooling system. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how I came up with it. And since then we've come up with a lot of versions of it, but we can get into that when you're ready. (laughs) That's an amazing story. I, 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 wow, what you must have went through, just the, just the experience. I mean, you just said 500 miles. Is that what you said? Well, it was a thousand actually, but oh my god, even more miles. You got to come back too. So that, that's true. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's wow. That is amazing. 
so tell me a little bit about the actual process of your mist. Sure. So I have a, I came up with a pump. We call it the blue pump that does all the magic. And it fits in, we first came out with a retrofit kit that could go to anybody's hydration system. It would fit any, any of them as long as you had a bladder in there or a reservoir, however you like to call it. Mm -hmm. And the pump is about the size of my iPhone, um, one of the larger iPhones, but except it's about two inches thick, but it's the same size as the iPhone. So I had to come up with an idea when I started making this, I wanted it in the shape of pretty much a hand in prayer or a pumpkin seed. Uh And by doing that, it would be nice ergonomically shaped and it would slide in with the bladder without any sharp edges or anything. And of course, uh, form versus function, that doesn't mm-hmm. always come out that way. It came out more like the shape of a cell phone. Okay. And, but still ergonomically shaped so that it can slide in there nicely. And it ended up weighing 16 ounces to put out 170 PSI. That's just, it's almost wow. impossible. It's to almost get impossible. Small. Exactly, yeah. right. So I went ahead and first had a switch on it and didn't like that. Um, push button with a wire to the unit that I'd put on the strap of the uh, backpack. And then I went ahead and decided that I needed to have eight speeds, not just one or two. I want to really pick <laughs> what power I have on the thing and how much mist is coming out. Right. It's a wireless remote control, like a key fob for a car. Right. It has an on off and up and down arrows. Mm-hmm. And now I can totally control it. So again, I put the I put one hose over one shoulder and that has the mist nozzle on it. It's just a small quarter inch hose and it aims directly out in front of you. And then on the other side, you have your drink hose as per normal. So you're drinking and misting from the same system. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Uh, It's certainly been a game changer for me. I think maybe I'm my biggest um, fan on the product. Uh Uh-huh. I'm so spoiled now, I won't go anywhere with that. <laughs> so what's, what's the reaction been? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's taking a little time to get that rolling because it's such a new concept. It almost would be easier for me if it was already on the market and I was just making a different type or something. But coming up with the first of something, right? people see me on the mountain and I see their eyes sometimes look at that mist coming out in front of me and their eyes, I can see it in their eyes. It, their eyes just discount it. They don't believe it. They look for a second, they get this weird look <laughs> on their face and then they just go back to normal. And unless they get a little of the spray when uh-huh. I'm passing them, the wind's right or something, it comes and cools them instantly. Then they just stop dead in their tracks. Trying, what is that? So <laughs> Um, yeah, if you get, if you experience it, it's a, it's just a mind blower. I have another product called the quad kit, which uses the same pump, okay, but not in the backpack. And mm-hmm. I put four nozzles on it. You can use one to four nozzles and it comes on a 16 foot line. You can put up on awnings on open air vehicles. I have it on my razor on my side by side. Each seat has its own. People get to adjust the angle of the, right. the, the spray coming out, of course, the driver keeps the remote control and controls <laughs> that. And you hook that to any water source. So people are now getting that for golf carts, uh, boats, uh, putting on the bimini tops, um, and airplanes. I've got people that have bought them for planes because it's so hot when they're taking off. They don't have air conditioning in those small planes. So they can put that on the window, basically, and it cools the air as it comes in. 
So that is being used in some instances like that. Do you recommend the mist for broad patenting? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, could there be other variations to it down the road with your company? Is, are there always, you always want to improve it and make it better. What, what are some things you're working on right now to make that happen? Sure. So actually, if you look at extrememist.com, you'll see the other products. I now have mm -hmm. just not, just not the backpack, but I've got the quad set. We've right. also put into a high visibility construction road worker vest. Okay. For those poor guys that have to be out on that blacktop or on runways or whatever. So, and they have to wear the high vis. Mm -hmm. So we've installed it into that. That's a new patent we're working on now. Um, I have um, accessories such as a very small, about the size of a quarter, the, the in circumference, mm -hmm. a shower head attachment. So wow. when I'm wearing the backpack, I can just, everything's on quick disconnect. So I can just pop off the uh, nozzle and plug in this little brass shower head. I can clean my gear, clean my camp dishes, clean fish, clean game, or take a shower for myself, which is always nice to do when you're way out there, as long as you have a water source. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I do have to stress, a lot of people ask about this, is that when you're wearing this backpack, obviously you have to be cognizant about your water usage. This thing uses up on the hiking speed, one and a half to two cups an hour. Okay. Out of, I'm usually on a day pack using two liters, which mm -hmm. is about eight and a half cups. Right. So if I'm on a hike two hours or under, I may just choose to leave it on the whole time because I'm spoiled. <laughs> Even in 112 at two o'clock in the afternoon, I can do it. The trails are mine because most people aren't out there. They're not hmm. that dumb. But okay. with the extreme mist, I can do it. And I've actually wearing this thing for some of the people that weren't so smart. I've actually helped save a few people with this product already. So I, you'll see the fire, uh, one of the fire rescue guys actually wrote in a, some comments and we put it up on the site. Yes. Uh, the other video that I wanted to talk to you about, um, is that some of the, the your mist has been applied to nursing homes and, and, and other places, right, for, for hygiene purposes? Um, no, we, we kind of, during COVID, and that's, you were asking about other systems that we've come up with. Yes. Again, there's a whole bunch of other products that I've come up with for the misting that's mm -hmm. on the website. Right. But we, during COVID, of course, I go to the gym like most people, and they were about to shut down the gym before they even had the order. It was about two weeks before the order actually came down. Right. This is about six or maybe seven weeks now, eight weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I went to the gym, which is very important to me because it's in the same parking lot as my office. I'm looking at it right now just across the parking lot. <laughs> very convenient, right? <laughs> yeah, so I can go do the mountain because I live way out in the desert. So I go do a mountain in the morning, mm -hmm. go do a... 4,000 footer and go up and, you know, hump up that. And then of course I'm sweated out by then, mist or no mist. And right. then I head to the gym, do my workout. And then I can't go all the way home because I'm right by work. So I take a shower there and then come to the office. Because of COVID, that was going to interrupt my entire system. And if they close the gym, I can't get my shower. I can't go all the way home after the mountain. Just right. wasn't going to work out. 
So I told the guys, I, I asked them, they were having a meeting and that's how I found out they were shutting down. I said, what's going on? Well, looks like we're going to shut down because no one trusts our sanitizing. And you know, the gyms always have the squirt bottle that you're yes. supposed to yourself go yes. ahead and the wipes to mm -hmm. wipe everything down. They said, but people are too scared to come in because there's not a sanitizing system going on. Okay. They said, of course we clean, you know, at the end of every day, you know, at night or whatever. But I said, you know what? Give me 10 minutes. I might have an idea. I walked hmm. back to the office. I pulled the drink hose off my backpack and put a plug in the Y connector that divides it from the, uh, for the misting and drinking. Okay. And then I took the chest length hose and I extended it to arm's length. And I knew I had that 170 PSI with the eight speeds. And I went back over and I said, let me see your cleaning solution. I poured it into the bladder, turned it on, and they instantly had a portable sanitizing system without any cords, non-tethered. The battery operates from five to 16 hours, depending on the speed they have it on, before right. they have to USB recharge it. And it was the perfect lightweight system for sanitizing, these guys have these big backpacks with these big plastic jugs on the back. It's very heavy, four yes. gallons or whatever. Uh -huh. I can honestly claim we have the most comfortable sanitizing system available in the world. It's made for runners. Our, our pack, the one that we developed, is made actually for runners. And we call it a pack vest. It's wider in the front. You can put all your gadgets, your phones and everything right. in the stretch pockets in the front. And so these guys can now um, put these on for portable sanitizing and the restaurants and things can wear them all day long without fatigue. And always when someone gets up from the table, they can walk right over and spray it. And the beauty is when they put it on the highest speed, it makes their products last up to three times longer, three to four times longer than if they used a squirt bottle to spray it because it's actually using it and it's, and it's atomizing the solution just like it is for our misting. So it gets in every nook and cranny in the gym, all the knurling and the bars and everything. Yes. totally gets into everything. It's the perfect system, delivery system for whatever product they want to put in it. So that was another aha moment then, right? It was a, it was a necessity pivot that <laughs> it wasn't the big ahas in the desert, but it certainly kept me open for two more weeks before the mandatory, uh, the gym stayed open because that half of it was the mental part that even if they weren't spraying, they saw someone walking around with the pack. And that day when the guy put it on and walked around after I brought it back, the patrons that were in there all started applauding. Wow. And, and so the gym stayed open. Wow. I'm, because of your quick thinking on your feet solution. That's exactly my point. You, I mean, that, that's amazing. That is great. So, well, then have you, have you spoken to other gym owners then? Have you contacted, reached out to them and, and, and proposed the idea? Well, any response from that? or? Well, I have to say since then, uh, some, we've had uh, one airline that's bought some with the MTA in New York, the Transit Authority have bought them. Um, after I did the gym, I gave them one. I went ahead and took my Generation 1, which was last year's models. I've made changes since then. My investor hates me because I keep reinventing. <laughs> but so I came out with what I consider this year my the product that I really love and would use myself thoroughly, even more than the last year's model. And 
by doing so, um, I went ahead and took last year's models that I didn't really want to sell now because I like my new one so much better. I went ahead and donated those to some area hospitals and some of their COVID wards and things. Next thing I knew, some of the cleaning companies, their contract cleaning companies saw them and came in and started buying them in mass. And then the hospital itself started buying more from them and they keep people in them, the nurses or orderlies all day long, wearing them and going around every hour on the hour, hitting all the hot spots after the cleaning companies leave. And then it started going to doctor's offices and then it started going to restaurants That's and then right. it started going to <laughs> ambulance coming and all over the place. So now we've now in six weeks and we're really just started gearing up about two to three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, I'm almost sold out now praying for my next shipment to come in this next week, but we've sold, I don't know, 1200 portable sanitizing systems in just a matter of a couple few weeks. Wow. That's amazing. That that's amazing. That is really truly truly unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> See? Yeah, it's that, a good feeling to be it's able a good to help feeling, out. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're actually have something that's helping out. And again, when I go into a restaurant right now, if I don't see at least a squirt bottle in their hand, right. um, we're opened up again here and I try to go to the patios and sit mm -hmm. out there and try not to go inside a restaurant, but I do want to support them as much as possible. But if I don't see them at least doing some sanitizing, I turn around and walk out and go to the next one. Wow. So now a lot of them are starting to have this and we made some signs up for them that it's being done, mm -hmm. you know, that they can put in their windows. Sure. And you see someone wearing the pack and you know it's they're doing it whether you catch them in the act or not you know they're doing it three final questions and then i'll let you go first of all um where do you see yourself and your company five years from now i'd say the portable sanitizing system um in our generation i believe as well as now that I know a bit about the industry and most of the industry leaders believe that we're never going to stop, at least in our generation. Even when COVID gets under control, which we hope to have within the year, disinfecting is going to stay with us now. So I think that that arm of the company is going to always continue to go and it goes and it's going to grow very quickly and very fast. The misting and drinking again, that's going to take a little time for people to catch on to it. We did get, um, which was really nice, we got picked up by REI, which is kind of mecca for hikers and, and outdoors people. Mm -hmm. So we're in there. We, we got in the Campers World, Gander, Outdoors, and a few others. And that's all just recently. We're starting to get the word out in some expansion on the misting and drinking. But it's a slow trot compared to the portable sanitizing system. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Second question. Do you have any other inventions <laughs> that, you, that you've gotten a bag that you're thinking about maybe bringing onto the spotlight? Of course, I've got the book. <laughs> That's exactly. That has like 20, 30 years worth of, uh, you know, for an inventor, the hardest thing, the very hardest thing, and there's a lot of hard things starting something up like this, but the hardest thing is opening that book Mm -hmm. or pulling that napkin out of your drawer and actually deciding to act on it. That's the single hardest thing. And I'll tell you that for other inventors, 
you got to make that first step off the ledge. It's that first base jump. I mean, it's, it's really (laughs) the toughest thing. So yeah, I do have others and I already have other Santa, the, the disinfecting. I have another, uh, patent that's being worked on right now for a patent pending on that. And then on the misting and drinking on the, uh, extreme mist, misting and drinking one, I've got other inventions that we have patents on now, even all the way down to a, uh, just a regular two bottle hip belt, which is very common, Mm -hmm. but we put a zipper on it that zips to our, uh, extreme mist pack. Everyone has a matching zipper that you won't even notice if you bought one. And, and that ha- helps transfer about 70% of that weight, which is only six pounds fully loaded, off your shoulders and down to your waist. So it evenly puts it out. So that's another patent pending I have. Okay. Um, I think we've probably got about five or six patents going right now. Okay. Last question. Where can people find that more information about your product? They can go to extrememist.com for the misting and drinking. And they can also go to portable sanitizing system.com. Or if that's too much of a mouthful, just portable sanitizing.com. And they can see that end of it. But for the hiking, or they can go to REI or a lot of these other online stores and get some of the information. But I'm the only one who's carrying the entire full line. Uh, some of the other stores, they have the retrofit kit or they might have the pack or you know, a few things are the uh, quad kit, but only only on my website at extremist.com can you see the entire line and all the accessories. That was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for being on my show. I wish you nothing but the best. And maybe who knows, in some near future, you can come back and tell us about your other inventions too. Well, I have another trip lined up for Chad in Africa coming up this next winter as long as we can fly safely Uh there and that's going to be an epic journey it's going to be another camel journey (laughs) well again thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate uh you being on and all the best to you Geraldo. thank you so much (laughs) stay safe out there you too bye-bye well that is it for this episode of a fit life i want to thank ron lakine for being on the show And very interesting conversation, guys. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you'd like to submit, you can do so at Heraldo Meglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you are interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For a fit life, I'm Eraldo Meglara, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.